Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Hard Purpose Podcast. I'm your host, Desiree Siegfried, and I just want to say thank you guys for showing up, for tuning in, and for just sharing DMs, comments, emails, all the things, because I truly want this to be a community where you feel comfortable enough to talk to me, to ask for prayer, and to just take part in in fellowship and in what God wants to do in your life and in my own and how we can all come together to truly build the kingdom, but also to truly build each other up, to edify one another and encourage one another. And usually that's through our stories. Usually that's through overcoming certain struggles in the past or truly helping one another get through the tough times. And to do that, that's sharing our own tough times. That's sharing what's on our heart. That's sharing what God has done. So if you have a testimony, if you have something to share, I would truly be so honored if you would email me that. And I would just love to start sharing some testimonies on the podcast because there is so much hope and there is so much inspiration and so much grace and redemption and beauty in testimonies and in what God can do. I mean, man, it has been an incredible journey this past year, just even seeking God in my own life and for this podcast and for my prayer doves, which is their pray it forward prayer cards that are coming soon. So stay tuned for that. And having written my book, The Road to Roses, you guys, it has been so incredible to see God work and God move in the areas of my life that I just thought, that's just how I am. Like there's, I don't know how I'm going to change. I don't know how I'm going to, you know, heal those certain wounds or just those certain traits that I've adapted throughout the years. And I'm just here to tell you that God is a miracle worker. God is a kind father who wants to see you thriving wants to see you growing and wants to see the full potential happening in your life for you to bear good fruit. And so I just, I'm just so excited, you guys. I mean, there's just so much happening in my own life with my little boys and I still design dresses and everything, but prioritizing what God wants has opened my eyes to just a more peaceful view, a more peaceful life. I think it's just so great to to live from a place of freedom, and that's what I truly, truly want to impart onto you guys through this episode, through this Ignite series. If you haven't caught the first episode, head back to the podcast where I talk about identity, but this week I am going to dive into forgiveness because forgiveness is such an important element to our faith. And it's such an important element that can keep us back, that can keep us back from what God wants for us because it's truly us dwelling in the past, us dwelling on the hurts, us dwelling on what we have been wronged by or who we have been wronged by. And we cannot move forward into the future. We cannot move forward in healing. We cannot move forward in deliverance if we aren't letting go of the past. So I really want to dive into that. Today I'm gonna be talking about the three ways that forgiveness can fuel freedom or hold us back. And I know in your own life right now, you're probably thinking about like all the different times you've been hurt, all the different times you've felt wronged or 
just that you weren't given your shot or you know, someone talked bad about you or you were hurt from a relationship or even you didn't get what you thought you deserved in work or in school. And some of those feelings, without even realizing it, stirs the pot of unforgiveness. And when you let unforgiveness fester in your heart, that becomes bitterness and that becomes anger. And the more and more that you allow that to sit in your heart, the more and more that the enemy is able to enter and create more chaos within your life and within your mind and within your heart. That is where division takes place. That is where strife takes place. That is where so much negativity can take place if we don't take care of it and nip it in the bud right away and right now. And so by the end of this episode, I hope that you stay so that we can truly have a prayer together to help one another and to help you overcome some unforgiveness in your heart and just lay it down at the cross, lay it down for God to take care of. So well, welcome. <laughs> that was a long little intro, but so I'm going to dive into the first first way that forgiveness fuels our freedom. When we are free from unforgiveness, we are free from the bondage of the person that hurt us or the experience that hurt us. And I was just briefly reading in Genesis about Joseph, and I love the story about Joseph. I just feel like he's a kindred spirit, but he had, you know, this crazy journey of being, you know, the most favored in his family and the other sons got very jealous. And so through the jealousy, they then sell Joseph into the slave trade. And, you know, the father thinks that he has died and is distraught. And the sons live with this for years and years and years, while Joseph has a completely different life in Egypt. And through favor and through God's provision, he then becomes a leader in Egypt. And this is during a famine when everyone is, you know, trying to get grain from Egypt. And Joseph is in charge of the grain because God put him in that place for a reason. And as the brothers come to Egypt, to ask for grain, Joseph no realizes it's his brothers, but they have no idea that it's him. And just thinking about Joseph in that mindset, your brothers sold you into slavery. I mean, I don't know about you, but I would be furious. I don't care how many years have passed. Like, I would still hold a grudge. I'd be like, oh my gosh, like, you think you're just going to come in here and get some grain? Like, I'm in charge now. And now, you know, like, I could, I could see some some anger and some bitterness would happen in my own heart of like, how dare you? But you know, Joseph could see God's grace in it. And he could see that God put him in that place for a reason. And he then after kind of toying with his brothers a a bit, he then brings them to a dinner and shares that he is Joseph and that he loves them and is, and he even says in Genesis 45, five, he After he tells his brothers that, hey, I'm Joseph, I'm the brother that you sold into Egypt, he says in verse 5, and now do not be distressed and do not be angry with yourselves for selling me here because it was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. So 
in that instant, he had so much forgiveness for his brothers. He had so much forgiveness for what had happened in his life because he could see the redemption in it. Because he didn't dwell in that that anger. He didn't dwell in that bitterness. He could see through his life how God provided and how he was meant to be there for a reason. And that I believe that is because he didn't have a heart of unforgiveness. Because if he did have a heart of unforgiveness, I guarantee when he saw his brothers, he would have just killed them right there. You know, he had the authority. He was a leader in Egypt. He could have said, no, you don't get any grain. And then they would have gone back home and starved. Like there were, he had authority to do so many things, but yet he chose forgiveness. I want you to think about something in your own life where maybe you um, were hurt or you were not given the chance or the opportunity. And did you dwell on that? And how long did you dwell on that? And did you feel that? unforgiveness. And, you know, unforgiveness is like a slow current that's constantly moving. But you'll know that it's there when you do feel the peaks of bitterness, the peaks of just irritation, the peaks of honestly, sometimes hatred for a person or for the experience that you had to have. Sometimes it's shame if you were the one who, you know, said something bad about someone or or hurt someone. It's the shame that we can live with that also is unforgiveness, unforgiveness for ourselves. But when we are free from that person and free from the bondage of that experience, we can then live like Joseph and have an outlook like Joseph, like, hey, I am here and I went through that hardship. I went through that hurt. I went through that heart heartache for a reason and God made me stronger because of it. I will not hold on to this unforgiveness. I will not hold on to this bitterness and this anger against this person, against this experience, because I can see the redemption in it. And I know that they know not what they do, that God will be with them and God will be in my story. God will be in my testimony. And I just pray that you can see that in your own life. And if you are harboring unforgiveness or bitterness towards someone right now, I just pray that after this episode, you are able to let it down and, and forgive that person in your heart. I want to visit Colossians 3.12. Colossians 3.12. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Verse 13. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues put on love which binds them all together in perfect unity. If there is anything that we need in year 2021, year 2022, it's going to be some unity because people have become angry towards one another. Friends have turned against friends, family members against family members, and this needs to stop. And a lot of this stems from forgiveness. If someone says something that you don't like, let it go. Does it really impact your life? Is Are you going to let it harbor in your mind and create anxiety, fear, worry, or hatred? That is just going to cultivate a negative outlook. It's going to cultivate a negative attitude. And ultimately, it's going to affect and impact you and your spirit and your heart. So we've got to put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. And it says, bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone else. 
I want to also visit Luke 17 because this is where I feel like it really illustrates the way that we should forgive, but also symbolizes the Lord's forgiveness for us and how much he forgives us of our sins. But we'll get there next. But this is Luke 17, verse 3. So watch yourselves. If your brother or sister sins against you, rebuke them. And if they repent, forgive them. Even if they sin against you seven times in a day and seven times comes back to you saying, I repent, you must forgive them. So if you have a brother or a sister or a friend or someone close to you and they have wronged you or they have done something that you are able to correct them on as a believer, you know, it does say in scripture to correct or help your brother not sin. But even if they sin against you seven times in a day, seven times when they come back saying, I repent, you must forgive them. I mean, how many times, I I just remember this came up, but when my first high school boyfriend, I talk about this in my book, The Road to Roses, but when my first high school boyfriend, um, he cheated on me, long story, it's in the book, but I was devastated. I was devastated. And after a few months of him, you know, wooing me back with cards and flowers. Each time I would not forgive him. Each time I was like, uh uh-uh, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold on to this bitterness, I'm gonna hold on to this anger because then it feels like I have the upper hand. I mean, how how often do we hold back on forgiveness just because it makes us feel good? Because it makes us feel like we are in power, we have control. And God's not telling you to let go of that control because it's not yours to begin with. And So, you know, after flowers, after whatever, cards and texts and everything trying to get me back, I eventually, you know, do forgive him and I do get back with him. But it's funny how many times it took him for me to forgive. When if I go to God right now today and I say, God, forgive me of my sins, he forgives me in that instant. See how different that is? Like God's love is pure and it's a love that we should try to embody. Jesus lived for as an example for us to to understand what that looks like. But yeah, I mean, it's just funny to look back on that and be like, wow, I'm a pretty forgiving person. And uh, many times I take the humble route and, you know, forgive when deep down I just want to dwell and I want them to, you know, it's like revenge, you know, you want them to feel hurt by the way that they hurt you. But God tells us to humble ourselves. And know that he forgives us in an instant when we repent and we come to him. How much more do we need to forgive our brothers and sisters? Our friends who said something we don't like. Maybe we've been hurt. How much more do we need to forgive just as God forgives us? I also want to make clear that when you are letting go of an experience, say it's trauma or something that was really, really hard to go through, that's not taking away your experience at all. It's not taking away what happened to you. It's not taking away the significance of that and the impact it had on your life. That's not what I'm saying here. It's just that you now forgive that person and and you'll feel it in your heart the moment that you lay it down. You're not you're not forgetting what happened, but you're forgiving what happened. And when you lay it down, your heart will be lifted up with peace. Your heart will be lifted up with joy. It sounds crazy, but it's true. When you lay it down and you forgive that person, you forgive the experience that happened to you, 
you finally have a chance to start fresh and to move toward healing. You cannot start healing something that is hidden or you cannot start healing something that you don't want to bring back up. You don't want to lay it down. If you want to hold on to something your entire life, you will hold on to bitterness your entire life. You will hold on to guilt. You will hold on to shame. You will hold on to that unforgiveness and it will impact every relationship moving forward. It will impact the intimacy that you can have with God to truly allow him in to start healing your heart, to redeem what happened to you. He wants to. He wants to redeem that from your life. He wants to take that hurt and bring it into healing. Absolutely. The second thing that we become free of when we forgive is when we forgive ourselves. Whoo! This is a hard one, huh? When we forgive ourselves, this is this is this can be as little as like telling a fib, cheating on a test, or in work, doing something your husband didn't know you did, like charge a credit card. <laughs> I don't know. It's just I mean, that's just the littlest things. But I also want to talk about our our past, past experience, sexual immorality things that have impacted us to where we might hold on to it and feel shame. Abortion, past relationships, past sin, you know, past addiction. All of those things can create shame in our hearts, but God does shame is not from God. God does not want us to feel shame. He does not want to feel, he does not want us to feel shame because he sent his son as a sacrifice so that we didn't need to feel shame. So that we can come to the cross with our, our, you know, repentance and we can be made new. You do not have to live with guilt. You do not have to live with that heaviness on your shoulders. You do not have to live with that constant anxiety in mind of what had happened. Constantly replaying in your mind, what if, what if I didn't this differently? What if I saved myself? What if I didn't go out with that guy? What if I didn't put myself in that situation? What if I didn't hang out with those kids that got me into trouble. You know, there's so many scenarios that can happen and I'm not sure what that looks like for you, but we can hold on to so much shame. And I want you to also take that shame and take that experience of what you're feeling, you know, and and really put it in front of you. Put it like in a ball in your hands. Just imagine what that looks like. And then separate your hands and let it go. Let it fall to the ground. It does not need to consume you anymore. Does not need to consume you anymore. It reminds me of the Samaritan woman at the well. And, you know, if you know the Bible or if you've ever, you know, been in church, uh, it's it's a story that's often told and for different messages because there's so much context there within that one story. But a Samaritan woman... um, is at the well, she's getting water, and she's going at a time that other women wouldn't be going because she's kind of shunned from her community for having had like five different husbands. And so, you know, she probably lives with shame. She probably lives with that guilt of not, you know, staying in a relationship. And Jesus separates from his disciples, and he goes to the well to to meet her, and he asks for a drink. And Within that story, he's breaking like three rules, you know, of the custom. He wasn't supposed to speak to a woman, not supposed to speak to a Samaritan. And it's just such an 
cool story that if you have time, I think you should go and read. And that's in John 4. And it's just incredible to see how Jesus is there when she needs him. You know, when she's feeling just like she doesn't fit in from her past. She doesn't actually. She's shunned from her community because of her past. Her community has not forgiven her. They cannot see past her having had five different husbands. But yet Jesus seeks after her. And while he's there, he asks for a drink. And, you know, she's like, well, why are you asking me for a drink? So what he says in verse 13 of John 4 is, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. Like whoever drinks, you know, the water from the well, they're going to be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. And so I also want to say this is so cool. It's a great visual of like, though we feel guilty and though we feel ashamed of what we have done, God still seeks after us. He doesn't turn away when we make a mistake. God doesn't just turn his back on you. There's no condemnation in what you have done. God is a loving God who wants to only invite you to experience him more. He wants to invite you to healing. And so that image of Jesus at the well reminds me that though we sit in our guilt and though we sit in our shame, Jesus is right there at the well waiting for you to take a drink, to take a drink of the living water that will heal you and restore you and bring you eternal life. So it reminds me too of just that forgiveness when we lay it down and we we bring it to the well, to Jesus. We give him our transgressions. We give him our hurt, our pain. And he gives us living water to fill us. I don't know. That just was a beautiful, that's just a beautiful imagery. It's a beautiful story. I just really, really love that story. And I love that we all can put ourselves in that Samaritan woman's shoes. So when we forgive ourselves, there's so much freedom. I almost want to say there's, it's like so much freedom because I think sometimes we can hold on to our own shame rather than even the unforgiveness of someone else. Oftentimes it can eat away at us, making us believe that we're never going to measure up. We're never going to be good enough for God. We're never going to be, you know, perfect. Or we're never going to look like so-and-so or that other Christian over there. God is telling you, you are more than enough. He is going to meet you at the well. He's going to meet you where you are. There's no running from him. It's just you coming and giving your heart over to him to say, Hey, I have messed up. I am so sorry for my sins. Father, forgive me. I believe that you sent your son on the cross to die for my sins. And I proclaim that with my my mouth and I believe it in my heart. Forgive me, Lord. I mean, to be honest, I kind of have to, I, I try to, you know, repent every day because there's just things you never know. Like maybe you're thinking negative thoughts. Maybe you're doing something not in his will that you just can't even see. And so it's just important to really, truly always 
have forgiveness in your heart towards others and towards yourself, towards yourself. I, I also see the moment that you let go of shame and you let go of guilt and you can, you can forgive yourself. It just strengthens the love that you have for yourself, the confidence you have for yourself, that, that security and identity in yourself just builds up and becomes renewed. So if you haven't, I, I, I encourage you to, I don't know, go to your bathroom mirror right now if you can. <laughs> or if you're in the car, just look, you know, when you're parked, <laughs> look in the mirror. And just look at yourself and say, I forgive you for whatever, you know, you may have done. Forgive yourself right now in this moment. And I guarantee you will feel redemption. You will feel peace in your heart. You might cry because it's a very, the posture of forgiving yourself allows God in. It takes away a weight off your shoulders. And in that moment, you will be able to take that first step to a renewed strength, to restoration, to deliverance. And that is a beautiful, beautiful thing. So the third thing that when we have forgiveness in our hearts, it fuels freedom and it fuels freedom from the enemy and any other attacks that can happen. You know, we're going to get real spiritual in this series because there is a war happening above us and around us and within us that we cannot see. And we need to constantly be aware of that and be on guard. And so that is why I love, love, love Ephesians 6. Ephesians 6 is, you know, the chapter of putting on the armor of God. If you've ever been in Sunday school, you probably, you know, did little crafts where you did, you know, the shield and you did that. And that's all great. But let's um, go to verse, for context, I'll um, do verse 11 through 13. Put on the full armor of God so that you can make your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this world's darkness, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, take up the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you will be able to stand your ground, and having done everything, to stand. Um, you guys, I mean, it it is vitally important that we are aware of the enemy and how and how he can impact our lives, how he can infiltrate um, our scenarios, our circumstances, our relationships. And that is why it's important to not allow unforgiveness to fester. Like I mentioned before, when you allow it to stay in your heart, or if you allow it to even enter your heart, it will continue to grow. And it will continue to grow into bitterness. You will become bitter about the experience that happened to you, or you will become bitter against the person who did it to you. And from that bitterness, it might turn into, well, if it's a person, that will create strife. And from that strife, it will create division. And from that division, it will create anger. And it just on and on and on and on. It's just a negative, you know, it just continues on. It's a domino effect. But... If we can be aware of it, and if we can feel when we have unforgiveness, then we can 
right there, just take it to God. Right there, say, God, I am feeling, ooh, I'm feeling a little bit mm, uh, towards this person. Or, you know, I just, I'm feeling really down about this thing that I did like years ago or yesterday. I don't know. Maybe you did something today and you're just feeling it. You know, it's like, if you allow that to fester, that will continue to break down your self-esteem and that will continue to break down your positivity, your identity. And so we have to be aware of that always, 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 because the moment that we allow any little thing, even if it's like a fib and then you feel really bad about lying to your teacher about skipping class or something, I mean, that's very little, but you guys, the impact can continue to eat away at you. And the more and more you either do the thing or the more and more you allow the experience to affect your life and to affect future relationships, to affect future friendships, to affect future jobs. Like you can see the impact that one thing has and it's up to you to decide. It's a choice. We have free will. You know, that's the one thing God gave us. We have the choice to choose. Do we choose him or do we choose the stronghold that is keeping us back? Unforgiveness is a stronghold that each one of us has dealt with or we are dealing with right now and we need to lay it down. And it's one that I'm talking about um, in the beginning of this series because it's one that isn't just out there and loud and screaming, uh, you know, like, oh, like addiction or something that is physical that, you know, someone is really dealing with or like trauma or, you know, those type of insecurities. Or if you're dealing with those, any other type of insecurities that are very outwardly showing, or if you're sinning, you know, with sexual immorality or something, like those are all physical things that, other people might be able to see as well and be able to correct you on if, you know, that's what needs to happen. Or you can be convicted of through, you know, through prayer and through God. But but unforgiveness is that little quiet, you know, that little quiet voice and that little quiet undercurrent in our life that kind of just lingers if we don't take care of it and you know it might grow a little bit once we if we start thinking about the experience or that person and before you know it it's taking over your life and it's also that little undercurrent is allowing other things in and other ways for the enemy to continue to put you down get you down get you to think someone else is bad get you to build more unforgiveness towards another person like like I said, it is a domino effect. If we don't take control over it, it will control our lives. And so I just, I truly encourage you to take a deep look into your life right now. If you haven't downloaded the study guide, you can head to DesireeSickFree.com on the podcast notes for this is Ignite series episode two, and you can download the promptings. I just ask you quite a few questions. Um, to help you reflect and realize if there's any underlining issue that you need to deal with, with unforgiveness, if there's anything that is keeping you back, you know, from what God wants you to feel, from what God wants in your life. And I want you to experience freedom, that freedom in your spirit. It is a joy and it is something that cannot really be expressed in words. 
But when you have that type of peace, I mean, the future is endless. You're not holding on to the past. You're not holding on to the experience or to the hurt of someone else. You're letting it go, giving it to God, and moving forward. Because God tur- makes, he does turn all things together for good. So if your experience was a really bad one, he will turn it to good. And so I hope that you have been blessed by, by this episode, by really diving into forgiveness and how that can fuel our freedom. And I just want you to pray along with me if there's anything in your heart that's been stirred up, if there's anything that you're holding on to, if there's anything that needs to be laid out right now, I want you to do so. And I want you to take your time to do so. If you are you know, laying in bed, in your car, if you are in, a, in an area where you can just be by yourself and be quiet and to just try to reflect on something or anything that might be in your heart, we are going to bring it to God right now. So dear Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for everyone listening. I thank you for their time and I thank you for their hearts to put in to you, Lord. We seek you first We pray for an outpouring, a renewal of mind, and a strength in our body, a strength in our heart, and a strength in our spirit to go about our days in the way that you need us to. I pray, Father God, for anyone dealing with unforgiveness, anyone who is dealing with shame or guilt, anyone who believes that they are not good enough for you, Father God, I pray that you meet them right now in that. In their doubt, I pray that you meet them right now in their pain. I pray that you meet people right now in their shame, Father God. Break it down. Break it off of them right now, Holy Spirit. I pray for you to awaken within them the life that you have for them, the identity that you have for them, the story and the journey that you have for them, Father God. This is not the end. And I pray, Father God, for a renewed hope. I I pray for a renewed strength in taking steps forward. I pray that we find time for you, Lord God. I pray over the hearts. I pray for a covering of peace right now. And I pray, Father God, for anyone who wants to give their life to you, Father, right now. I pray that we lay it down right now. We lay down our unforgiveness. Father, I am so sorry for my sins. I am so sorry for all that I have carried for years. I take this weight and I give it to you, Lord. I take this shame and I give it to you. Please forgive me for holding on to this. Please forgive me for the bitterness and the anger towards another. I forgive them right now, Father, just as you have forgiven me. Thank you, Jesus. I pray over you right now. I pray that your family be impacted by your choice to let it go. I pray for your life to be renewed. I pray for you to feel his presence. And I pray that you can be strengthened with the armor of God to not allow unforgiveness to fester in your heart. And I just love you so much, and God loves you so very much, and I just want to thank you guys. I just love being able to to connect and to pray, and so, like I said before, if you need prayer, 
don't hesitate to reach out. If you are a prayer warrior and you love to pray like me, also reach out. We might have lots of opportunities coming up with prayer devs, so I would love to connect. And don't forget, as always, download the study guide. Um, and you know you can listen to the episodes again and go through the study guide to really reflect and start to grow in faith and grow in identity. And I just am so excited for all God is going to do in your life. I cannot wait to hear all of the testimonies of how your life has been turned around the more and more you seek him. So thank you guys so very much and tune back in on Monday. Okay, take care. Bye.